I'm Monique. And I'm Sierra. And you're listening to Hoochin' and Hollerin', a podcast where we do our favorite things, drink and talk. This week we're diving into Season 1, Episode 6 of Bridgerton. Uh, we do need to let you guys know that there will be spoilers. Uh, so if you haven't watched Br- Bridgerton, don't sit up here and listen to us talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, there also is going to be some swearing because I cuss, Sierra doesn't. So if you don't like swearing, don't listen. Or do listen but don't get mad. <laughs> also, we want to mention that today's episode will cover a tough topic. So trigger warning there, and it will be about sexual assault. Not looking forward to that. No. Yeah. All right. In this episode, Lady Whistledown wishes our new Duke and Duchess congratulations and stamina as they arrive <laughs> to Cliveden Estate and explore it through their sexual escapades. <laughs> um, settling in our new Duchess graces the common folks with gift baskets while Simon deals with their skyrocketing rent and failing crops. After a brief honeymoon phase, Daphne learns about Simon's seed and performs an egregious act causing the couple to clash. Back in Mayfair, we have a new scandal brewing as Colin and Marina announce their engagement to a very confused Bridgerton clan and a furious Penelope. Preparing for their new union, the Bridgertons and the Featheringtons dine, after which Colin suggests a secret swift wedding in Gretna Green. Simultaneously, our author announces the pregnancy of Marina as Penn and Eloise finally make up. I was holding my breath, afraid that you were going to say Green Gables. I (laughs) knew I was going to say Green Gables. I kept looking ahead when I was reading, saying, like, don't say Green Gables. Oh, God. Okay, we'll talk more about Gretna Green in a bit. Um, but So that's our recap, so let's talk hooch. Uh, so as you know, each episode, we're going to be sipping on a specialty cocktail that goes with the theme of whatever we're watching or reading at the time. This week's cocktail is the popular Sex on the Beach, uh, but we're calling it Sex on the Estate. Yep. Because Simon and Daphne spend almost <laughs> the entire episode having sex in several public spaces on their country estate. Yeah, they're poor staff. Just clean just, it up after, and there's nothing oh. else. <laughs> Disgusting. So this cocktail dates back to the 1980s, with recipes varying quite a bit from city to city. The recipe we use today comes from our favorite website, The Spruce Eats, and contains um, about an ounce and a half of vodka, three fourth ounce of peach snaps, schnapps. I think it's schnapps. 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 Snops? No, I think it's schnapps. Schnapps. Now, schnapps. Now Here we weird. go. <laughs> now it feels weird. Now it feels weird. Okay, a uh, <laughs> half ounce of creme de cassis. Cassis? Yep, creme de cassis, I think. Ooh, I am not classy, obviously. This stuff is hard. <laughs> uh, two ounces of orange juice and two ounces of cranberry juice. And we garnish with a caracara orange slice. Yeah. We actually didn't, I didn't have orange juice on hand, so yeah. we just squeezed fresh Cara, Cara orange juice into our drinks. Yeah, and um, it's, um, I think it made it a little bitter, so yeah. we added simple syrup to make it, to sweeten it up. Yeah, sweeten it up. It's good. It is not as orange as, I think the orange juice was supposed to lighten it up. Because mm-hmm. in the picture on the spruce seats, it's supposed to be a little lighter, like a pinkish. Oh, okay. Um, but it's good. It's I good. I mean, the more I drink it, I know. the more Which, I like it. I see a theme here because <laughs> it's like kind of, ne- you know, we first tasted it, we were like, oh, another one, like another. <laughs> but then the more we drink, yeah, it starts tasting good. Yeah, it tastes pretty good. That car, car orange slice just like was perfect. It it's like floating top. in our drinks. Yes. Love it. Love I it, love, love it. it. You can check out this recipe on our Instagram page. Okay, so we've got our drink, so let's dive in. So the episode opens with Daphne and Simon finally m- making it to Cliveden, um, which is their country estate. They're both so happy. I know, I'm so happy for them. <laughs> I'm so glad. They've finally been able to share their real feelings with each other, and more importantly, they had really, really great sex. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, good, good for our girl good Daphne. Yeah. yeah. Um, Daphne is looking super cute as usual. Her outfits are always on point. Um, they make their way up these, it's gigantic front steps. It's so many steps. The house is so big. Yeah. Um, so they're greeted by all their staff. 
um, before coming up to the main housekeeper, the head housekeeper, I believe, Miss yeah. Colson. Miss Colson was also mentioned in the book. Mm-hmm. But I think she was Lady Danbury in the book. Or yeah. did Miss Colson play? Okay. Yeah. I feel like some of the scenes they switched out Miss um, Lady Danbury with Miss Colson, or no, vice versa. In the book, some of the scenes I feel like oh, you're right. Miss Colson did some of the things mm-hmm. that Lady Danbury did in the show. Yep. If that makes right. sense. Okay. Yes. So our first impression of Miss Colson is that she um, she takes the upkeep of Cliveden very seriously. Um, right away, she starts listing off all the plans she has for the couple. Um, everything is already in order and ready for them. Um, when I first saw the scene, I was like, something shady is about to happen with Miss Colson. Because she, she just throws different looks and it just yeah. sends me weird vibes. But, I think she just didn't. She, like, out the gate didn't like Daphne. Yeah. And also, Simon hasn't been there in so long. You just yeah. pop up with a whole wife. like yeah. Pop up with a whole wife and then, like, don't even let me finish my sentence. Yeah. And that's just me probably just looking for drama. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, what is she going to do? Yeah, she has all these plans. She's, like, going to take him on a tour, give him lunch and stuff. And Simon's just like, no, we're not about to do any of that. <laughs> um, he really is just, he's just trying to go fuck. Yeah. He's just like, I, we don't have time for that. Um, so he leads Daphne inside and he's like, let me show you to your, to the bedroom. And Daphne is visibly excited, (laughs) but asks yours or mine. Um, and it was until this moment that I didn't know that it was like normal for the Lord and the lady to have separate rooms. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that was a thing, but now that I think about it in the crown, the king, the king or the queen and He's not the king. Prince Philip. Prince Philip. Yeah. Um, have separate rooms. And they had to... The crazy thing about the crown is they had to scream... Like... Yeah, I, Can weird. you imagine yelling across a hallway to yeah. talk to your husband? Because they weird. never was, like, in the same room at night. Yeah, no. And whenever she wanted... Like, whenever they wanted to, like, be intimate, they would just leave their door open. <laughs> like, can we just have a conversation? <laughs> I don't know. The crown's weird, guys. Anyway, Simon assures her... That they will be sleeping together. Uh-huh. Um, none of this separate bedroom nonsense. Um, and they proceed to spend the rest of the afternoon being nasty. <laughs> um, speaking of the rooms in Cliveden House, Bridgerton shot four different England residences that make up the one Cliveden estate. Oh. Yeah, so the exterior was Castle Howard. Um, the interiors were North Mims Park, Wilton House, and badminton house um the wilton house was used for multiple houses in bridgerton and it served as buckingham palace in the crown dang you know the people who own wilton house are rich yes they can't nobody live there because they keep using it for all these right (laughs) all these shows um the best part about this is they are all public places and (gasps) you can visit them so i'm like oh a trip to england for the pod pod. it's for business yeah someone sponsor us Someone sponsor our trip to England. And All we need expenses. to go, uh, yeah, and we got to stay in a nice place. Yeah. And we don't, we try not to do connections if we can help it. <laughs> we love a nonstop. Love a nonstop. Love like four or five star hotels. And we have the no fly list. So if you need, <laughs> we have a list of airlines we will not fly on. Absolutely non-negotiable. <laughs> but thanks. <laughs> sponsor us. Um, we cut back to Mayfair with the Bridgertons and the rest of the town are at another event. The season don't end just because the Duke and Duchess no. are gone. This is a good taste of season two because we have to get used to not oh, seeing them, you know, God, which is going to suck. But yeah. um, although Lady Whistledown does point out that the season's a little less exciting now because yeah. the Duke and Duchess <laughs> are gone. She's like, well, I guess we'll just continue on. Uh, Mama Bridgerton is talking to Eloise about letting her skirts down in preparation for her introduction to society. And Eloise is, of course, mad as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, she doesn't want to talk about it at all. Um, before her and Mama B can get into it, though, Colin announces that he and Marina are engaged. Yay! Ooh. Under different circumstances, I'll be very happy for them, but I feel bad for Colin. Um, these two are... Um, there are two very different reactions to this news. The Featheringtons, aside from Penelope, are ecstatic. They're happy. Um, they get Marina off their hands, and they'll be tied to one of the most wealthy and powerful families of the time. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you can even even see like Laura Featherington happy, and we ain't see, we we don't get that emotion from him normally. Yeah. He usually looks pretty because he's going through it. Yeah, <laughs> he looks pretty content or like I don't even know. He doesn't show any emotion, right? So he's like smiling and drinking. Yeah. He's happy. Yeah. Um, the Bridgertons, in comparison, are equal parts shocked and upset. Um, but Violet has to quickly and quietly tell Anthony to compose himself because. As we know, people are watching. So we quickly cut to the Bridgerton residence where Angry Ant is yeah. back. <laughs> He's been pretty cool. He's been chilling. He's been pretty For mellow one lately. whole episode, he was chilling. He was like, I married off my sister. I'm good. Yep, and now things are falling apart. He storms into a study with Colin, going on about how Colin is young and dumb and how Ant you know, should have taken him to more brothels so he wouldn't end up ma- marrying the first girl who showed him attention. Jeez. Yeah, he was out of pocket for that. Colin doesn't want to hear it. He basically tells Ant to watch his mouth and he doesn't need his permission to marry Marina, although he would like his blessing. Ant, stubborn as ever, refuses, which is a big disappointment for yeah, Colin. poor Colin. Um, I don't think Colin being young is this is the way to go about resisting this union. Yeah. We feel like Anthony should have played up the fact that he barely knows Marina and he possibly could be rushing into things. Um, here's, here's where it gets weird for me because we can rush Daphne to marry in two to five business days, <laughs> but when it comes to Colin, it's all of a sudden too soon. You don't know her. Yeah, but does she know the Duke? Does it she goes, really know the it prince? It goes back to the double standard of marriage in yeah. this fucking society. And Marina... Marina and Colin knew each other longer than Daphne and That's very true. Prince Friedrich. That's very true. So, Colin was courting her basically the entire season. Yeah. That's what he, yeah. That's so true. That'll come that part will come up in a second. <laughs> yeah. Um so back at Clive then Simon and Daphne are just reluctantly coming up for air. <laughs> They're in their honeymoon, guys. Yeah. Uh, while Simon wants to stay in bed all day and ignore the responsibilities, Daphne knows she can't do that. Because she's a woman. Yeah. And they don't get that luxury. Time to get to work. Right. She explained she has to get to know the staff and the house and start doing her wifely duties or whatever that means. I don't... What do you have... You don't have any... Decorated? Kids. Yeah. Which sucks, because they... Miss... Ordering the staff around? Miss Colson just said, yep, it's just been decorated. Here she go. Like, okay, we're going to, you know, tear she's this She's like, down. I'll do this room first. <laughs> and Miss Colson's like, what the fuck? Um, listen. I would have stayed in bed. Mm-hmm. Period. What do you need me for? Y'all seem to have things Listen, under control. You guys have been running this household for decades. While nobody was in the household, what were y'all doing all keeping day? Keeping it up. Keeping it up. And you can keep doing that while no I boss. That sounds nice. Uh, second. This is so weird. Seconds after Daphne leaves their bedroom, Simon's butler Jeffries <laughs> comes in. First of all. Was he just, like, waiting outside the room? Yeah. Because it's literally, like, the second she walks out, he walks in. No, yeah, he was definitely waiting outside the room. Uh, it's so weird. Anyway, Jeffries lets Simon know that there's a lot of work to do because the steward he left in charge basically left a big mess of mm-hmm. things, and we'll find more out more about that later. They didn't even get to have, like, a real honeymoon. They should have mm-hmm. went somewhere before they went to Cliveden. No. They essentially stayed at the inn. Had, that was their honeymoon. Had great sex. <laughs> And then came here, and that's it. Back to go, time to go to war. Like, <laughs> while Simon handles the accounts, Daphne goes on tour of the estate with Miss Colson. It's quickly noted that Miss C does not mess around with Daphne. Yeah. Um, every time Daphne makes a suggestion or talks about something she learned about running a house a household, Miss Colson is like, sure. Because also, like, this like, young girl uh, is coming in here. Like, what do you know? Right. Miss Colson's literally old enough to be her mom. Yeah. And Daphne's like, well, we're going to do this and that. I'd be mad too, shit. But Daphne was polite the entire time. She was. Yeah. She was so doing she was, what her mom had taught her. Yeah. Um, we get it. Mrs. Colson has been running this household for years. You know, back when Simon's mom was alive. Mm-hmm. So... She doesn't want... That's like 30 years. Yeah. So she doesn't want some young little thing coming up in here and telling her what to do. But at the same time, she does work for Daphne. So she has to, like, pretend to be cordial. Yeah. She's not doing much work to, like, hide her feelings. Yeah. It's plain on her face. 
There's two more major moments during this tour. The first, when Daphne and Miss Colson come up, like come upon the portrait of Sarah, Simon's mom. Daphne admires her beauty while Miss Colson notes she was the perfect duchess, clearly alluding to <laughs> Daphne's lack of perfection. Um, second, Miss Colson shows Daphne the nursery. So Miss Colson looked at Daphne really meaningfully in this scene. Like she looked at her like. Oh, I hope, you know, like, I hope everything works out. Mm -hmm. So she was like being real, like, I don't know. I don't want to call her mean, but it's, she was like being kind of rude to Daphne at first. But then as soon as they got to the baby room, it seemed like it kind of shifted. But maybe she knows the history of Simon and, you know, that oh, whole yeah, situation. Maybe so that... maybe she was like, well, I hope you, I hope he's moved past all of this. So yeah. you guys can start your own family. That's a good So I was like thought. thinking about that. Yeah. Um, but this since, so when they saw the nursery, this since. Daphne into a deep thought for obvious reasons. She's thinking about this room will never be used. It's gonna stay empty. Sounds yeah. Bad. She just looked at it and smiled and then, yeah. Oh. Uh, later that night, Simon meets Daphne in the dining room for dinner. <laughs> when you first... I love this scene. <laughs> when you first see this scene, it's so funny. So, first of all, the room is like really huge for yeah. two people who are dining. Uh, secondly, Daphne is sitting at the total opposite end of the table from Simon in clothes that, like, she's dressed for a formal dinner. Yeah. She has, like, the... But she got gloves the, on. The elbow-length gloves on, and, like, her hair is all pinned up. It's so awkward. <laughs> so Simon comes in, and he asks, are we expecting royalty? <laughs> He's like, what is going on? And one of the butlers is like, oh, well, your dad preferred it this way, and Simon's like... Okay, like, I guess we'll do that. The scene, the scene is just so great. So they begin to eat. <laughs> and before I continue on, those asparagus? <laughs> I knew you were going to bring up them asparagus. <laughs> those were definitely not real asparagus. They were props because they, they were... looked so hard. First of all, they didn't cut off the ends of those It was asparagus. like the, yes, because it was like the color and then yes. the green. Oh, yeah. my God. What about, like, okay. Like I said many times before, we've seen this three times now. We're looking at the plates. Like, <laughs> we already know how the scene's about to play out at this point. Oh we're God. looking at the plates. Like, we catch all these little things now because we're watching it for the third time. Which and is I'm great, like, so you guys don't have to watch it two and three times. You can watch it yeah. once and then just listen to us. <laughs> the asparagus is not real, and if it is, they just went to the store and picked it up. <laughs> They're like, just, you, you don't even cook it. Just put it on the plate. Literally. Oh, my God. Because I guess she needed to... So if the fork The stuck, fork had two prongs, so I don't know how she picked up that asparagus. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate this. And I'm like, can you imagine trying to be like neat eating asparagus? You should see how I eat asparagus, boy. I be eating it with my hands. I do it with my two fingers. Yeah. Crunch, crunch, crunch. I'm like, dude, you got to really cut up each piece? No. I was starved. Oh Being of high society is too much work if you ask I me. I had to eat behind closed doors. Yes, like, don't even bring my food out. Yes, This would have, <laughs> so this would have been in the burn me at the stake portion of yeah. the <laughs> We should just do a whole segment called burn me at the stake. This, that's, that segment would just be things we could not handle. Put me with the comment, folks. I'm they about think, to marry a blacksmith. Listen. <laughs> they seem to have a better life in terms of just, like, chillness. <laughs> Um, okay, so, yeah, back, okay, where was, oh, <laughs> I got sidetracked by the asparagus. So they begin to eat, but Simon is, like, so uncomfortable, he, like, can't, he can't sit through this dinner. So Daphne's like, what's wrong? He's just like, you're so far away. <laughs> like, this is so weird. So, you know, Daphne decides to get up and move her stuff to sit next to him. Much to like when Miss Colson sees this, she's like, what? she almost passed out. And then she, the butlers were like, oh my god, they didn't god. know what to do. They were like, Ugh. what is the procedure? So instead of uh, instead of eating though, so they're supposed to be having dinner, and instead of eating, Simon is just focused on sex. That's all he can think about. He's like taking off her like taking off her, her gloves. gloves. And Daphne's like, there are people here. Like, this is my house. He's like, I own this. I own them. They are on my payroll. The hell? I could, I could order them to watch. <laughs> <laughs> so, Some true king. I don't know why she had these gloves on either. I I don't know why she was dressed so poorly. I mean, they, he they... came in and his shirt was like half open. I know. He had on like. He's like, this is yesterday outfit. <laughs> and she's in a formal gown. That's how the Bridgertons eat 
though. They all That's be up there true. dressed, boobs pushed up. It's, yes. It's six o'clock in the morning. She has a very stuffy house. Yes. I don't want to put all this stuff up to eat. I'm not eating then if I got to put all this stuff on. So they don't, so in this, they don't end up eating. No. Essentially in the scene. Dang, that poor girl ain't ate all day. She must be so hungry. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Let's move on. This scene, this scene is out of pocket. This scene is out of pocket. Okay, so Daphne is very nervous to be showing so much um, affection in front of all her staff, but Simon could not care less, like we said. He don't care. Um, these people work for him. He does not care. Um, we, he, they didn't finish their dinner. So <laughs> instead of refueling, though, they go outside and continue their sex tour around the estate. This time, they're doing it under some kind of like... <laughs> you see how I casually changed the wording I I thought childish you do what you need to do (laughs) they're doing it under some sort of like stone gazebo thing it's like a big structure how big is this estate yeah and um so this probably is the the wind whatever park place then because it was a park that they filmed in so this Mm -hmm, probably was the mm -hmm, park mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um this is a hot scene because it's pouring rain yes. and we revisit the significance of rain in the season finale. Oh yeah, coming up. Yeah. Cuz I feel like I was looking up like some common themes of rain in mm-hmm. literature and oh, I felt so smart doing it. I'm like, let yeah, me know. Rain, what? rebirth. Oh. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. All these scenes are good. All the sex scenes are good. Yep, every last um, one. Well, except for the one only thing that ruins it is Simon's treachery. We'll talk about it in three seconds. Um, and by the way, these scenes were way better in the show than they were in the book. Yeah. Julia was definitely holding back because the only reason the I read hotter. the book, I was like, oh yeah, if the scenes are hot in the Listen, show, say it's going to be hot the in the book. The only reason we read the book. <laughs> I was like, I read smut. <laughs> we want sex in books. That's all we want. That's all we read. I'm like, <laughs> Like, don't look at my Goodreads, because I don't oh, know. God. What. <laughs> What's that one book you read? <laughs> <laughs> the Prince, The Princess Trap. The cover of the this cover book is, is just a shirtless man <laughs> in a crown. <laughs> that is like the default cover for, like, royalty sex books. Like, what? I, the, that is not the real cover. That's just a cover they have on Goodreads. But, we read smut here at Hoochin and Holler. And Julia did not, it was almost like... Bringing back Twilight. It was like Stephanie Meyer. Like, why don't you have these? Ba- We're grown. Like, yeah. I get this young adult for Twilight, but I mean. I mean, as an eighth grader, that was like really hot. Like, those scenes were really hot yeah, to that's me. that's true. Rereading, I'm like, wow, she was really holding back here. As an adult, I'm like, all right, well, I guess I got to use my imagination. Yeah. <laughs> like, let me fill in some blanks. <laughs> um, yeah, guys. <laughs> Simon pull out King Bassett does what he does best in this scene. Um, Daphne, who's oblivious to what the fuck's going on, asks him if it hurts after he relieves himself all over the side of their little palette they've made (laughs) out of their clothes. (laughs) He just laughs at her. She's like, does that hurt? And he literally just laughs at her. He's like, no, it feels great. (laughs) I fucking hate him. So, I feel like he's laughing at her because he knows she's so ignorant. <laughs> Which is, at this point, you're taking advantage you're of her. You're taking advantage yeah, of her. That's messed up. You're taking advantage of her. He's using her ignorance to get what he wants, which yeah. is to not have a kid. He plans... I was about to say, go ahead and say what you gotta say, because... He plans to pull out the rest of their lives... They're, like, in their mid... She's in her early 20s. He's, like, I think... 30. Yeah. Yeah. You plan to pull out for the rest of your life, sir? A good 50 years of pulling out. At least. Daphne's gonna play... Or at least until she's hit menopause. So, like, 25 years, 30 years, you got to pull out Is she not gonna say nothing? She's gonna be like, oh, oh, yeah. Let me start laying some towels on the side. Oh, okay. Hmm. Weird. Weird. I guess every man, he got some fucking nerve. So the next few scenes are just Simon and Daphne having sex everywhere around their estate. Hence mm-hmm. our drink, Sex on the Estate today. Yay! Um, they have sex outside in the broad daylight. 
in the library. That was a good scene. That was a good scene. <laughs> that was, <laughs> Daphne, I think that was my favorite. Daphne uh, came up pretty good. Mm-hmm. Came up pretty good. Yep. For a 19th century uh, woman. <laughs> They're having sex everywhere. They literally do not care, like, about the dozens of staff mm-hmm. members that are just around. Because what y'all about to say? What y'all gonna say about it? I guess they're, like, listening at doors and stuff. It's just... <laughs> I, I like privacy. I'm a pri... I don't... I, they have to know that their staff are listening. I guess. They have to, because they're... First of all, the staff are everywhere throughout the house. Yes. And that's just real confidence, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's real confidence. And you know Simon don't care. No, he does not. So we cut back to the Bridgerton house where things are very tense. Violet is still hot from the news that her <laughs> baby boy Colin will soon be getting married to a girl that, you know, she barely even knows. He when, doesn't even know her. Yeah. I mean, he knows her as much as Simon knows yes, Daphne. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm like all for this love. Your I'm like, point's been not- made. <laughs> your point's been made. <laughs> when Colin enters the dining room for breakfast, our boy Benedict. Mm. I don't think I think we got all of our Benedict scenes for this for this season. Yeah, I love Benedict. I love Benny. Um, but he quickly ushers all of their nosy siblings <laughs> out of the room. Um, so Colin and Mama B are finally able to talk about his decision to propose to Marina. While Violet is sad to see another one of her kids leave the nest so soon, she can also see that Colin is very serious about this decision. He made several points and. I mean, yeah, he, he's also 20, 22. Yeah. Like 23, 23. Cause him and Daphne aren't that, I, I thought she was be. 21. Yeah. So I think he's 22. Yeah. He makes good points. So his mom like can't be mad about it. She's Mm-mm. just sad. She loves her kids, you know? Um, at the Featherington house, Penelope is trying her hardest not to murder Marina. Like <laughs> Penelope is pissed. Yeah. Um, the look on her face in these scenes is like kind of uncomfortable to watch because she's like a seething mad. Mm-hmm. Um, she's obviously still pissed that Marina has tricked Colin into marrying her. I guess she didn't really trick him. She didn't do anything. Yeah, he. She, yeah, she didn't have to do anything. She didn't have to do anything. He proposed. The only thing she's she's like a small lie about. Oh yeah, maybe I am a pregnant. Small. <laughs> That's what we're calling pregnancy. <laughs> She's a, you. Are, she's hiding a child. Yeah, that's a that's a small lie. You hear about the lie once you get pregnant. That's what you're talking about. I'm gonna lie to the world. I'm gonna just pop out with a baby. <laughs> that's the plan. It's always been the plan. I'm like, how how long? I'm gonna... hiding the world from your kid. Yeah, I'm a <laughs> pre date. I'm gonna take a ton of pictures before, and then like maybe four months when I'm not sure, I'm gonna take a whole bunch of pictures and I'm gonna scatter them out throughout the year. Are you Nicki Minaj? Yeah, so that I can pop out and be like, surprise! Oh I'm gonna have a secret baby shower. And then I'm having a baby. Planet, huh? Yeah, planet. Okay. Secret baby shower, and then I'm just gonna pop out, and the kids gonna be here. And then I'll post everything. I'll post the pictures from the baby shower. I'll post all of that stuff when the baby's already here. It's like leading up. She Beyonce. (laughs) Oh my god! You see me tucking my hair behind my ear? (laughs) I'm like, see, I'm gonna do it like this, and then everybody's gonna be so surprised. Everybody, as in the. (laughs) You put a lot of thought into this. Yeah. Me and James already agreed. So nobody would ever know when I'm pregnant. Okay. You know what? You like it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Where was I? Oh, okay. So Marina is still somehow, I don't know how at this point she's still oblivious to Penelope's feelings for Colin. Because she's not a real friend to Penelope. That's, that's Penelope don't point. got, I'm not going to say she doesn't have any real friends because L is her friend. Is, yes. But they both don't listen to her. That's so true. Poor Penelope. And that's... Marina doesn't care. She is just like, I'm marrying Colin. She's trying hard to get back on Penn's good side, but... Because Penn is Marina's only friend in town. You mm-hmm. know, like, no one's really... Besides all the men in town, <laughs> no one is really, like, there for Marina. So, it'll be hard when she loses Penelope. But Penelope's not trying to hear it. She's like... I won't do anything to disgrace my family, but I'm not fucking with you, Marina, because mm-hmm. your plan is messed up. Colin's my boy. No, leave me alone. Yep. So Lady Featherington and Marina run into their, fu- their future in-laws, Mama B and Eloise, at the Modiste, where Eloise is getting her hems lowered and Marina is visiting to get her trousseau. 
which is basically all the clothing she'll need for her marriage. Um, Violet is obviously just being polite because anything less will cause more talk around the ton. Uh, the ton. She 100% does not agree with this marriage and wish it wasn't happening. Yeah. Um, Lady Featherington, on the other hand, is so happy, over the moon, and is working to make, um, you know, make it a done deal. This woman is a demon. She was like, oh yeah, our families is about to be connected forever. She said, I got all these people inviting me to dinner. Yeah. She's like, they <laughs> fucking with a girl. Oh, I hate her. Madame Delacroix is still not trying to service Lady uh, Featherington and Marina. Because, As she shouldn't. Listen, business is business. Because they have a balance still. So, you know, Madame Delacroix tries to tell them that. And she gets treated by Marina. Marina, who we, we find out, her own mother's French. And she also speaks French. So she threatens to expose Madame Delacroix for the fraud she is. She's like, you have an interesting accent. Oh, Where is it from? Yeah. Oh, caught you. But she, but she speaks French. So, like, what... How a chi- how is a child gonna come into my shop and tell me? Does she speak it? Speak it though. I guess she must. She, she understood, understood it. Yes, everything. Mar- and Marina was saying some complicated stuff. That she ain't was. no basic French. Yes, that's like you know. You they know, were having conversations. Yeah. She was like, hmm. "What's the word she said?" Good though. <laughs> I didn't say anything. <laughs> she said, "You said good good good." <laughs> I have no oh. She said she the said word. Bien. Trip, trip, trip. Yep, that's what she said. We gotta call Jeff up here. He's our red, resident French speaker. That boy don't speak no French. <laughs> My husband was raised uh, speaking French, and he can't speak French. He probably can understand it. Barely. I be having him try to translate stuff. He's like, I don't know. His family be sending him letters in the mail. I'm like, you have to read this. He's like, I don't know. You should have wrote it. (laughs) Okay, well, I guess we're just not going to respond. Start trying to type it in. Sentence by sentence. I got to call his sister up. (laughs) Um, (laughs) They said, how are you doing? Are you doing good? (laughs) How's the baby? Uh, Back at Cliveden, Simon and Daphne are attending their town's fair. Kind of just like a cute little local fair. Um, Daphne's tasked with choosing the prize-winning pig at the fair. Uh, and the prize? Slaughter. <laughs> <laughs> Daphne's horrified. So she decides to let all the pig w- pigs win and say, none of them will be slaughtered. They all win. And everyone is like, what? What? Literally, yeah. the, the, the scene, the one little boy is like, he puts his hands up like, what? It's... She can't do that. She's like, she got to pick a pig. <laughs> nope, not Daphne. As Simon and Daphne make their way about the fair, they find out that the steward has tripled the rents <laughs> while Simon is away and harvests have been bad. Sorry. <laughs> Simon. Okay, no. Sorry, wait. guys. Okay, so wait. Nope. This is our truth. This is my truth. I get tongue-tied. <laughs> And I have recorded this part three different times. So we're just going to plow through. So The harvest have been bad. The harvest have been bad. And Simon has a lot of work to do to make up for all the crap that the steward did while he was away. Yes. Period. Period. Um, so they also run into a local woman. Um... After Daphne comes in contact with her loud ass child, this little girl is screaming her head off for no reason. Just screaming. Her poor mama. Right, because she has this little. She has this toddler who's screaming, this older boy, and then she's also pregnant, like so pregnant. I feel so bad for her. It reminded me of Evelyn, because Evelyn just be screaming for no reason. She be happy screaming though. She'll be crying screaming. That's true. That's true. She just be talking. Yeah. Loud. I wonder who she gets that from. <laughs> uh, anyway, Daphne obviously wishes she could spend more time with the baby and the mom, but thinks it may be upsetting Simon, who literally does not say an entire a word the entire time that they're talking to this lady. Yeah. He looks visibly uncomfortable. So on their walk home, Daphne apologizes if she has upset him, but we all know he's not truly worried about himself, just the future he's robbed Daphne of. Daphne assures him that he is enough. You know, you're good enough for me. I only need you. Um, explaining that she's going to focus on getting deep with her 
in her rich auntie bag. Everyone loves a rich auntie. Yeah. Because she has a lot of siblings, and she know her siblings will probably have a lot of kids, so she doesn't have to worry about having kids herself because she'll be right. a rich TT. That's a good way around it. You like kids, you don't want to have kids, just have friends or siblings that have kids. That's yeah. a good way around it. Oh, we get to the titular line in this scene. So mm-hmm. this episode's called Swish. And it I went, could not for the life of me. I'm like, Swish? What is yeah. this, basketball? Right, we we obviously didn't pay attention to the titles of the episodes before we started doing this. So now that we are, a lot of the titles have matched up with like whatever's going on in the show. This one was Swish. And we were like, what the hell? And I don't think when I watched this the first two times, it registered that this was like a moment. Right. You know? So we're at the Featherington house, and Marina um, and the Featheringtons are getting ready to go to have dinner at the Bridgerton. Um, When Marina descends the stairs, Lady Featherington instructs instructs her to swish. Yeah. And that's when I was like, oh, the episode title. (laughs) They pulled that title out of this. I just. Weird. Um, So she asks her to swish in order to make sure her stomach isn't too noticeable in her uh, outfit. Um, in our opinion, it's, I don't know, it's pretty noticeable. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's hard to tell, like, if that's just her stomach or if she's pregnant. Or, yeah, or if she, uh, they have so many layers on. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so Lady Featherington explains the plan, which is basically get the Bridgertons to agree to a quick wedding. Penelope, who is still seething with anger, literally laughs in her face. She says, you know, you're not going to be able to trick Mama Bridgerton because she has eight children and knows every single game that can be played. (laughs) You're not going to get away with this. The dinner is horrible. Literally horrible. Mama Bridgerton is obviously just being polite. Lady Featherington is obviously just trying to push this quick marriage. Eloise and Penn aren't even talking and Prudence and Philippa are torturing the entire house. Why did they come? With this <laughs> piano forte um, song. They're That's like, horrible. I think um, Prudence is singing. Philippa's on the piano. I think, I think it was like that. Um, Who cares? <laughs> I'm like, what? And it's like, oh, so key. bad. Oh and the whole, gosh. the whole, the Bridgertons and the Featheringtons have to just sit there and listen politely. I'm like, who? Yuck. Who screened the performance before? Yuck. And poor Daphne's not there because, you know, she would have killed it. She would have embarrassed <laughs> Since them. we having talent shows. Yeah. Because you want to show out. Um, Penelope has a chance to talk to Colin alone. And she quickly tells him that Marina is in love with another man. We really thought that Penn was going to reveal Marina's pregnancy here. Um, so this in comparison isn't as bad. Colin brushes the revelation off, um, stating that him and Marina have been, you know, they have separate pasts and, you know, but they'll, they're moving on together. Yeah. Very mature of him. Yeah. Uh, Marina interrupts them, you know, stressed because she can tell the Bridgertons are just being polite. They don't actually like her. They don't actually yeah. like that this is happening. And she's a hundred percent correct. Not one of them thinks this is a good idea besides Colin. Um, Colin, hating to see her upset, suggests they go to Gretna Green to get married. Uh, they both agree that eloping is the best co- course of action. I think this one points to how not ready for marriage Colin is. Yeah. And two, how desperate Marina is. She she went in she went into this with a plan. She was mm-hmm. you can tell she put her like actress face on and was like, okay, I'm gonna get him now. I'm just, oh, just I'm so just, hard. <laughs> I'll never be. I just like, want to be married to you. We just need to be together. It's like, you know what? I got a grand idea. Then we can do that, actually. <laughs> what? Um, so more on Gretna Green in our Life in 1813 London section. Things are going sour very quickly at Cl- Clive <laughs> Pretty much from here on out, things go horribly. Yep. <laughs> um, Simon's too busy to show Daphne much attention now that he's realized how horribly his lands have been managed in his absence. Um, on top of that, she basically got, basically got yelled at by Mrs. Coulson uh, when she went to go pick flowers for the baskets she was getting ready to pass out to the townspeople. 
Then, when she tries to pass out said baskets, no one will take... They're, like, ignoring her. No one will take a basket. And poor Daphne, she's going through it. Yeah. Luckily, she runs into her mom friend, this poor lady. Um, (laughs) The woman explains to her that she disrespected the town by choosing all the pigs as winners. The usual winner gets to supply, you know, Cliveden with pork for the entire year. Um, so that's a big loss of income for someone, um, you know, in that town. Especially because they're already... Yeah, they're already struggling to make ends meet. Right. Daphne will be able to fix two of these issues she's currently facing. She chooses a winning pig and has a heart-to-heart with Miss Colson. During this talk, they come to an understanding of how their relationship should run. And Miss Colson is able to give Daphne some insight into Simon's upbringing. Mrs. Colson also talks about Sarah and her rough life with old Duke. Um, she explains that Sarah, you know, had trouble having children, um, but defends her by saying she doesn't think it was Sarah's fault that the couple struggled with infertility. She says, quote, it is not always the woman who is barren. Sometimes it's the man's fault, of course. And later, quote, a womb cannot quicken without strong, healthy seed. Hmm. So these these lines obviously pique Daphne's interest because she, one, starts to think, oh, maybe barrenness, maybe it was the old Duke that was barren since Simon has made her think she can't, he can't have kids. Right. But then the seed comment, she's like, what the hell? What is seed? What do you mean seed? Seed? No one's had the sex What's talk. What's that? What's that? No one's had the sex talk with me. I'm 21 years old. So, um, Daphne starts putting some pieces together. She's thinking about seed and the fact that her husband keeps <laughs> unburdening himself everywhere. Fun word choice. <laughs> unburdening himself. <laughs> what do you want me to say? I know. I don't know. I say it. No! <laughs> Listen, I'm looking out for you. He's unburdening himself around the house. Okay? <laughs> Daphne is like, something is not adding up. She's like, uh-uh, I need to talk. All I, all I can think about is that um, meme with that lady, like, with the math calculations above her head. Yes. That's, I'm like, Daphne's been looking like that for some time now. That is Daphne. She's like, what? Is going on. Two plus two is not equaling four, and I just don't understand like, why. I'm getting so many different pieces of information, and none of it's <laughs> adding up. Um, so we cut to the Featherington house. Lady Featherington is having dinner with another family, and Penn was supposed to attend it with her, but she's playing sick. As soon as they're, as soon as her mom leaves, she starts rifling through Melina, <laughs> Marina's things. <laughs> Penelope has found a letter from Sir George in her mother's desk and knows immediately why. When Marina catches her, Penn tells her that the letter from Sir George was fake and that he is still out there. But honestly, does it matter? No. It doesn't matter. Because the point is, he still never wrote her back. Right. Um, and Marina points that out. Yeah. So she quickly shuts down this attempt to call off her engagement to Colin, saying that even if the letter is fake, Sir George still hasn't sent a real letter. Um, she has her answer, um, and she's got to move on, which, mm-hmm. good for her. She yeah. does need to move on. Um, she proceeds to burn all of Sir George's letter, a choice we think that she will regret. Yeah. But Hamilton, Hamilton and Bridgerton crossover. Where? Oh. <laughs> They'll never know what she said. Literally. It's 2021. We don't know what Eliza said to the she's infidelities like, never of know. Alexander Hamilton. She's like, they'll never know. She said, I'm erasing myself from the narrative. I'm taking myself out the narrative. Mm. Powerful words from Damn, Eliza Hamilton. Hamilton Look at that. And I only mentioned Twilight once, I think. I think we're doing good. Yeah. <laughs> no Harry Potter this episode. Not yet. <laughs> After all this, Marina finally realizes why Penn has been working so hard against this union. Mm-hmm. 
she's in love with Colin. It takes Marina this long to realize that Penelope is in love with Colin, even though Penelope is so obviously in love with Colin. So annoying. It took her too long to realize, in my opinion. So Marina guts Penelope by saying, quote, if I am to be the executioner of this childish infatuation, then so be it. Right. Your love is an unrequited fantasy. Colin sees you as you are and regards you no differently than he does Eloise or even little Hyacinth. He sees me as a wife, a woman, and as a woman, I must make these difficult choices for myself and for my child, even if they hurt your feelings. Wow. She trashed all over her. Strong words from Marina. Like, dang, you acting real high and mighty, miss. I'm lying. (laughs) I like those words, though. She was like, look, stop playing in my face. I'm a woman. It's tough. Like, she's ruthless, but is she wrong? Mm-mm. I don't. I don't think. I don't think one bit. Nope. She can't hold herself back from the opportunities just because Penn has a crush on Colin. Also, why am I holding back when we don't even know if he even likes you? So what? Right. You want me to? This is my chance. This hypothetical to situation. not be out on the street. Yeah. Like, and you have a crush. You want me to? Okay. <laughs> so we cut back to Cliveden. Simon is still hard at work and is surprised to see. It's night when Daphne comes to get him. They have a quickie on his desk, and Daphne is still putting the pieces together. So here's that meme again. Start thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, after Simon leaves his dirty rag on the desk, like, who's cleaning that up? Who is cleaning this How up? many rags are throughout this house, first of all? He's just leaving loads all over the house. <laughs> That is so disgusting. Oh, I know the maids are mad. Crunchy old rags. (laughs) He's disgusting. Lock him up. So after this, after this most recent sexual encounter, Daphne decides to get the 411 on sex from her BFF slash ladies maid Rose. Mind you, she's finally getting to this after she's been married for a grip. Like she's had sex multiple times. Yep. And she's finally like, hmm, let me, I gotta learn about sex. Let me phone a friend. I feel like I'm missing something. <laughs> Rose obviously confirms what, you know, Daph had assumed. Simon is choosing not to have children. We have to thank God that Daphne finally understands how Praise sex works. Him. Um, the next two days are tense. As Simon goes about his business like nothing is wrong, while Daphne contemplates how she's going to handle her revelation, she is upset. Yeah, her husband, shook. the love of her life, has lied to her. Mm. Unfortunately, the plan she comes up with is not good. It's it not is good. very horrible. <sighs> so that night, <laughs> that night, Simon comes to bring Daphne to bed. The night before is the first night they don't have sex. And Simon's kind of just like, oh, okay, I guess. I guess I'll give her one night off. God. (laughs) So the next night, he's like, that's enough. Like, (laughs) come to bed. And she goes willingly. So, guys, the scene is really bad. Daphne has decided she wants to try being on top this time. Mm -hmm. But not because she's trying to be more adventurous. Uh, Daphne has decided to test her theory out. And she wants... She wants to see if Simon's been playing her. Yeah, Simon at first is really excited, um, but you can see it in his eyes. Like, yeah. He quickly becomes scared and very anxious because he kind of knows what's about to happen. Yeah. Um, he tries He's to tell about to unburden away. himself. Yeah. And there's nowhere for it to go. Oh. <laughs> I mean, if he was, you know, knock her off, but you know. Nope. That's kind of rude. She took advantage. She took advantage. It was messed up, guys. It's just so horrible. This scene. It's bad. It's a a hard scene to watch, and it's a hard scene to talk about. Mm -hmm. Daphne, like, raped her husband. Like, that's what happened. It's not okay. We're not going to debate it. It's not right what she did. Um... Doesn't matter that he lied to her. It doesn't matter that she felt betrayed. Like, what she did was wrong and also very weird. Yeah. Like, she didn't even attempt to talk to him. I'm like, you, all these moments you could have talked to him about it, but you decided to go ahead and assault him. That's That was your plan. Not a conversation, just. Wow. 
So while things are falling apart at Cliveden, we cut to Mayfair where Penelope has gone to the Bridgerton house after enduring the confrontation with Marina. Um, Penn stares at Elle and Elle hops up from her like swing and all the issues she and Eloise had instantly erases as Penelope completely breaks down and Eloise runs to hold her. I'm it was so, back I'm happy. I am happy they made up. That was a long little bit. That was Imagine too, you only yeah. have one friend and you're not talking to them. That's a lonely life. Yeah. I'd be lonely when you don't text me back after two hours. Like, Aww, hey, where's Tierra? I know, during work hours. Like, I'm sorry. Hey, I you was working? working. <laughs> like, where you at? You sleep? What you doing? <laughs> Love me. <laughs> Why you didn't FaceTime me back? Because <laughs> uh, you need it. Uh, the episode ends with a new scandal sheet from Lady Whistledown, just as Colin and Marina are trying to make their escape to Gretna Green. The gossip of the day? Our popular girl Marina Thompson is pregnant and has been since she got to the ton. So their plan is ruined and Colin is left heartbroken. Oh, poor Colin. Well, that's our recap for season one, episode six of Bridgerton. This episode was a roller coaster of emotions. Mm -hmm. A lot happened, but a lot didn't happen. Um... When they say filler episodes, I'm like, wow, this, this was is kind of, of a filler. Yeah, still, key things happened. Yeah. But not... it's fillerish. We mentioned that as we were watching it, we felt like this episode was going slower than the other ones. Yeah. The other ones were like, action, 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 action. Yeah. Drop, drop, somehow drop. we still can talk an hour about it, but... Somehow. <laughs> but it was, you know. Um. So the theme for today's episode is, the jig is up. The jig is up. <laughs> the jig is up. So one thing is for sure, we are never short of scandal between our Regency couples. In this episode, we follow two couples as they went through the highs and lows of their relationships. Um, after speaking with Miss Colson over tea, Daphne started to connect the dots as to why Simon can't or won't have children. She swiftly confines in her lady's maid Rose to reveal the truth of Simon's Pull out schemes. That's a good way to pull up. Put it. <laughs> pull out schemes. Although the way in which Daphne handles this news is awful, mm. she came to a realization that Simon has been dishonest despite his pleas of love and friendship. The jig is up. The jig is up. Simon, on the other hand, was on the receiving end of Daphne's distasteful act. I can't believe she did that. Horrible. Um, she found out the precise time he would be vulnerable to betray him. He realized that the reassurance she gave him about being okay with not having kids and the comfort of it just being them two was a lie. The jig is up. <laughs> Back in London, Marina also has been outed. The entire town now knows she's been pregnant since her arrival to Mayfair. This revelation causes shock, anger, and heartbreak throughout the Bridgerton and Featherington household. The jig is up! <laughs> I like saying that. <laughs> the jig is up. So our two main characters, uh, two of our main characters have been caught slipping. Mm -hmm. Both, well, three. Because Marina got caught slipping, Simon got caught slipping, and Daphne got caught slipping because she lied saying she was fine with not having kids. And Colin ain't did nothing to nobody. Poor Colin. He's just a casualty. Aww, Innocent bystander. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how this all plays out in the last two episodes. There is so much to work out. Yeah. There's so much to work out. So much. And, you know, at this point, I, you don't know if it's getting better. After watching this episode, I was like, I don't know how they're going to recover from I, this one. I was, like, there's only, I was like, there's only two more episodes. How are they supposed to reconcile? Can't get divorced. They had two... One week of bliss. One week. I don't even think it was a whole week. Tough stuff. Okay. So, it is time to share our favorite scenes from season one, episode six. So, it was hard to choose a favorite scene this episode and not for the usual reasons. Usually, I have a hard time because there's so many good scenes. This one, it was hard because there weren't that many good scenes. Yeah. So, the final, yeah, the final scene with Daphne and Simon really just had a, put a bad taste in my mouth. So it was hard for me to reflect on what I actually liked about this episode. Right. I guess if I had to choose a scene objectively, it would be that 
scene where Simon and Daphne have dinner for the first time together. It's just really funny, um, and I think it beautifully portrays the relationship. I agree. That was my favorite scene until you chose it, so... Um, <laughs> we should have just had the same favorite scene. We could scene. have had it, but we had, last episode, we had the same... That's true. ...favorite scene, I believe, so, yeah. okay... You know, for the sake of picking a different scene, I would say the funniest scene is after the after dinner scene oh. with the Featheringtons <laughs> and the Bridgertons. Like Philippa and Prudence decide to perform this terrible song. They that, really did that, and it's stuck in my head all the time. And I never heard anything so <laughs> off key. And it was just a nice change of pace for this episode yeah. because. Everything was kind of serious, and it wasn't anything really funny or... Yeah, that's very true. So I was happy they added that in there just a little, like, lighten us up a little bit. Yeah, no, that's very, very true. So, okay, so each episode, we're going to share our choice for Incomparable. This is the character who impressed us the most or overall stole the show. This episode's Incomparable is... you might say yeah if you're, if, you're, if you're wondering who the hell is rose rose is daphne's lady's maid mm-hmm. but also sort of her confidant yeah you know rose is really the her only mother one. in some cases literally doing the job of a mom so rose is really the only one who is remotely winning in this episode yeah while everyone else's lives are falling apart rose is a constant pillar of support and strength for our girl daph she also got a promotion. Yay! <laughs> she is now run pretty much, besides Miss Colson, she's pretty yes. like much second in charge, I yep. think. She went from being the lady's maid of just a little uh, rich girl in her house to yeah. now the lady's maid of a duchess. Right. So, you know, make it blow up. Kudos to Rose. Rose. Rose is the reason Daphne looks the way she looks. She does her hair. Yep. She does her makeup. Yep. She keeps Dresses her dressed. Her. And she taught her about sex. Yep. Wow, good job, bro. Good job, bro. Like she deserves you. it. And in the previous episode, she also reassures Daphne when she's like, oh, look, we can't have kids. Mm-hmm. She's like, my aunt don't got kids. She's living life. And she has a very full life, and she loves her husband. Rose is a real one. Okay, so each episode, we're going to talk a little bit about what life was like back in 1813 London. So top off your drinks and get ready for a little chat about Gretna Green. Yay! Gretna Green today is considered to be one of the most romantic places in the world. Uh, it's located in Scotland. Uh, this little town was known to host runaway couples wanting to get married. In 1754, the Lord Hartwick's Marriage Act was enforced in England. This law stated that couples must be 21 years old to get married without their parents' consent. Um, the marriage was required to be held in public and officiated by the church. The rules were so strictly enforced that if caught, they, you know, there could be serious consequences. However, Scotland decided not to abide by Lord Hardwick's Marriage Act, making it the perfect place to run away and get married. Scotland allowed single couples that were over 15 and not related. <laughs> they to made get it very clear to say that part. You said no cousins. Be related. No cousins. You got to be at least 15 and you can't be cousins. <laughs> These weddings were normally short and sweet and consisted of questions like, are you of marriageable age and are you free to marry? A lot of the, um, so they had like a little script, like your wedding vows and it was like, Mm -hmm. are you of marriageable age? Yes. Are you free to marry? Yes. Congratulations. (laughs) Listen, I'll go back. Now go back to where you came from. I think they had a lot of couples at some times. So what made Gretna Green so popular? So since the whole Scotland didn't do this Mm -hmm. law, Gretna Green was so popular is because it was close to the English border. So it was just just right there. So they just literally had to step over a line, get married, and go back home. Yeah. Um, In the 18th century, it was so popular that they built an accessible toll road through the town. After the role was built, it became renowned for eloping couples. To this day, Gretna Green is still very popular is for wedding destinations, Ooh, you know? We'll get married there. It's Sammy, we should go look at it. Maybe with my second husband. Yeah. Boom. 
So <laughs> I think <laughs> I think that a vow renewal will be more appropriate. Uh huh. Cute trip. It'll be a fun <laughs> trip. <laughs> I, I want to go to Scotland, so I can visit the places that they do in Inverness and uh, Outlander. You know what, Scotland? I would like to go to Scotland. But, I mean, is it green or is it green? Like, we're just going to go see green, some hills. Some hills. You can go on Drink some, some hikes. Look at some, we can some go shacks. See, we can go see, go to some good bars. Mm-hmm. If we go to England, it's just rain. That's all I hear about England. Rain. I mean, but they got Big big Ben. Big a Ben. clock? We got, we got a clock here. They got a Ferris wheel or something, don't they? I'm not getting on no damn Ferris wheel. Okay, so what are we supposed to do in England? <laughs> We don't want to see the clock. We're not getting on the Ferris wheel. What is, the that the red pubs. that red thing? What is that? That phone booth? Ain't that famous? Or do they have them throughout? Is it one phone booth? I have no idea what you're talking about. You know, people always go to England and take that picture. Was London? No they go to London and oh, take I think that those picture. Are everywhere. Oh, okay. Harry they, Potter stuff. Yeah. We do Harry Potter. Stuff. And we could do the scarf thing. The platform nine eleven. seen her face when she just said platform 9-11 she was like oh <laughs> what is it three fourths nine three fourths nine and three quarters anyway that's our show for today thanks for hanging in there yes uh fun as always to talk bridgerton and get boozed up with you guys a uh, special shout out to our producer and my husband jeff he Be sure. is the one who yeah. does all this great editing so thank you thank you jeff <laughs> Be sure to tune in next Thursday, Thursday for more Bridgerton hot takes and delicious cocktails. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify Podcasts. Remember to subscribe and rate us five stars as we are the true diamonds of the season. You know, we've been rated 11 times already on Apple Podcasts. All right, y'all keep going. Right. Woo! Thank you. Oh, and uh, we broke 100 followers on our Instagram page. We celebrate accomplishments. We're doing good. We're doing good. We're influencers now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you want to collab. Yes. Or if you want to sponsor us to go to England. Yep. To go to Platform 9 and 9-11. And we also, <laughs> we, we're going to get canceled before <laughs> season two. I can feel it in my bones. <laughs> Um, we can also see those red boots and Ben and, um, Oh, ride the double decker bus. Yep. I think those are like a big I, thing. There. I did that in New York. Okay, miss. I travel the red bus. Yeah. The double decker buses. Aren't they those... got them. Girl, we going to be doing that in Miami. They got the red buses in Miami. I thought it was an English thing. I think it started there, but then we, you know, you know what, what thing I wouldn't look forward to, uh, trip to England. The food. I'm not eating no baked beans on and toast? eggs. You want me to put baked beans on some toast? No, just give Good me morning. a bagel. They got bagels there? I think it comes with beans. I'm not eating no beans. I think. I'll Why do y'all eat beans <laughs> for breakfast? If you know someone from England and you listen to our podcast, can you have them email us and tell us why English people eat beans for breakfast? Baked beans. Baked not just beans. any beans, guys. Baked beans for breakfast. I'll take a black bean, a baked in bean. In my chilaquile, hell yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm like. I'll take a black I don't even think they put the beans in chilaquiles. No, it's literally on their plate, just wet and... With eggs. Mm-hmm. Slaps toast. Baked beans. Anyway, let us know. <laughs> a Why July y'all... favorite. <laughs> Yuck. Why y'all eating beans for breakfast? <laughs> I guess we'll starve in no, London. Yeah, I might have to, you know, Uber eat something. Eat some croissants. Ain't they known for croissants? That's France. UK, right? We're France. We're France. The United all, Kingdom. No, all the United like... Kingdom's an island. <sighs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>